This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Welcome, everybody, to episode 46 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where two friends discuss sports with side of anxiety and a good bit of doubt, as always. I'm Dan, joined by my co-host, Tom. How are you doing today? I am very good. Very, very good. The Rangers have made me a happy person. I'm very, very happy. I did see that. <laughs> I was very, very happy for you. It's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of player, Once, from, from what it, I understand. It seems like it. And um, if you don't know, the NHL draft had just happened. And uh, the Rangers got the second pick, and they uh, drafted this kid named Kako Kako Capo Kako. Yes, Capo Kako. I'll get it right eventually. You know, one year, maybe maybe when he retires, I'll have it down. Uh, but before that, they go out and they make the biggest splash of the off season by uh, attaining the rights to Jacob Truba from Winnipeg, which also made me a happy camper. I don't know how. The hell the Rangers pulled that off. Do you know anything about that trade? I know this isn't part of our our notes, but do you know anything about that trade? Like how it went down? Uh, no, I don't. Do you have the skinny yeah, on it? Yeah, yeah. I'll run it very quickly. So, um, the Rangers took a draft pick and a uh defenseman who they tried to make work last year. He did it pretty good in the first half. Second half, he kind of just went invisible. He's a younger defenseman, but uh, the scouts are kind of like iffy on what his potential is. If we're using NHL 19 numbers, probably like a 75 to 80, maybe, maybe an 80. So they took him and they took Winnipeg's first round that they had gotten from the Kevin Hayes trade they made earlier. And they literally just gave back Winnipeg their first round pick and this kid, Neil Pionk. And like, What's brilliant about that is they used that pick that they got for Hayes to get probably their best defender, and Hayes just signed with the Flyers. So they don't even have Hayes from this. So at least they got their first round back. I mean, that is brilliant just just in and of itself that they were able to maneuver um, Kevin Hayes basically to Winnipeg. Yeah. And then basically in return, they just send Winnipeg back what they got for Kevin Hayes. Yeah, and they actually got uh, uh, Claude Lemieux's son, who is like 23 years old. He's kind of a big, um, willing-to-drop-the-gloves kind of guy, just like his dad was, uh, in that uh, Hayes trade. And he played great for us last year. On the fourth line, he had like 13 goals. So like that's wow. per- that's pretty good, especially for a kid. So we got you know, that, and we got Truba, and all we technically lost is Neil Pionk. That's it. And, and all, all you need to do now is just find a way to ship out Mark Stahl, and yeah. then you'll be a happy camper. He's not. He's probably going to be the captain. You want to put money on that? I guarantee you, he's going to be a captain. I don't know why the Rangers think he's just the guy, but um. And then with the as far as the NHL draft goes, it was pretty uneventful, which is why we're not really going to talk about it. Um. You got uh, Jack Hughes, and then you have um, uh, Capo Caco. And Hughes apparently isn't even ready for the NHL. They said that he needs like a, a, maybe a year in the AHL. Caco is ready to go in the NHL day one. 
So well, what they were saying excited. also about Jack Hughes is that he actually has a commitment to the University of Wisconsin. Oh, so he's actually looking like more. He's going. To, he has a choice. Yeah. Either he goes and plays four years in Wisconsin, or he goes into like I think they called them the junior majors. I yeah, believe yeah, they yeah, call them. yeah, yeah. That's right. I and that he that. he's there for at least they said three to four years, which before I don't. He even goes to the NHL. I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think he's going to go to school. At least I should say maybe he will. I, th- I think he's going to. I think he's choosing Wisconsin you over think so? the junior majors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, either way, he's not going to be a devil next year. You know. So all no. the, so all the hype is fine, but. What happens between now and the time it gets into the NHL, you don't know. Kako is going to be an NHL playing pro, and everyone says that he's like ready to play against grown men because he's been well, doing be- that already. I was going to say he's been doing that in the in the was it the Swedish the Swedish league? elite league, yeah, which yeah, is a which, great I mean, league. It's a great. Well, league. that's the league that came uh, that brought out. Um, Peter Forsberg yeah. and the Sedin brothers. Oh, and so I mean, and so many more. And so many others like yeah. Matt Sundin. Oh yeah, I mean just to name yeah. a few. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, a great I mean, league. If, if, you're, if that league is generating that kind of talent, yeah. mm-hmm. you can only imagine Capo Keiko is going to be right up there with them. And people say that uh, Keiko is the real deal, which is that's why it's pretty exciting for Ranger fans because we really haven't had that kind of draft, uh, that kind of thing since Brian Leach, really. Like, it, What's it, funny is when I was watching the draft, they said their last top three pick, I think they said, was like 1980-something or 1989 or well, something Yeah, like that's that. Brian Leach. Brian Leach was drafted in 1989. <laughs> it has to be him. I don't know what position he was drafted in, but no, Leach was drafted was, in it was, a, it was a name of a person I didn't recognize. Well, that's and, not surprising, and that's my point. And that's, that, what, I'm, and that's what I'm saying, though, yeah. is the last time they had a big-time top pick, yeah, yeah, they wasted it on a guy who you don't yeah, hear about. It's bad. And then every other first round they've had in between then, they've also wasted. And I, I've ranted about this before. We had a chance to draft some really good players, like... Um, Getzloff, Claude, Claude Giroux and Getzloff, I think, were two that we passed up on. And the players that we picked, not only are not playing for the Rangers, they're not even in the in, in the NHL anymore. So there you go. But anyway, I'm happy. Uh, everything's pretty good. And then uh, just to add a little flavor, the Devils go and make a trade for PK Subban, which yes, just I did completely reignited that that division and that rivalry which i'm super excited about i think the nhl is better when the rangers and devils are good because they hate you, each other did you also see that patrick marlowe got traded as well i did not actually I, he got I, traded from the toronto maple leafs to the carolina hurricanes for who do you remember who uh, I do not remember for who. It might have been for uh, picks ble- because it was during the I draft. think it was for like a sixth or seventh round pick if I remember correctly. Well, he is up or, there in age. So. I mean, he's close to 40, I think. Yeah, I think he, they said he was 37, he's 38. Up there. Yeah, and he's still good. So he'll he'll contribute at least leadership to the Hurricanes. I love draft time. In, in the NHL, it seems like there's a lot of big trades that go on. It's almost more But at the same time, though, I mean, they already have Justin Williams. But granted, Justin Williams was the True. guy who said uh, poop sandwich on <laughs> national television. I mean. <laughs> I mean, which, I think you need a little bit more leadership than that. Which solidified him as a legend in my mind. <laughs> I mean, come on. Game, so after good. game two against the it's Bruins, so he literally said that the whole team ate a poop sandwich. It's so good. I mean, that's just legendary just in oh, itself. Man. But anyway, that's hot. That's uh, a little quick update on the draft. So I wanted you to actually lead this combo. Sure. Because you, you watched the game. Mm-hmm. I, I did not. I was at work. Yes, you were. Uh, but the... U.S. Women's National Team faced off uh, against oh my god Spain Spain yeah 
Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about the game and what you what you saw and what you took from it. It was the best worst game I've seen in a long time. I mean, when I say it was the best worst game, it was extremely intense all game long. Uh, the U.S. took a one nothing lead on a penalty kick, uh, which is always controversial, no matter whose eyes you look at it, right? Right. So U.S. takes a one nothing lead. It was a beautiful PK uh, uh, penalty kick goal, and then they take the lead all the way to the second half. So it's one. It's still one nothing or one nil, and then Spain ties it with a beautiful goal. So it's one one, right? And mm. in the in that time, the U.S. players who have been stunning all you know uh, World Cup long kind of weren't today. Uh, they they just, were kind of flat. Yeah, they just weren't. They weren't that good, and mm-hmm. which shows how good they are. Because even at their probably worst so far, uh, they still were winning uh, until it was tied. And then uh, a pretty controversial call late in the second half led to another penalty kick for the United States. Um, And they scored again. And I say it was a uh, controversial because they had because sh- uh, soccer has implemented uh, reviews like other sports have. So the uh, so the ref had to go and check it out. And they said no penalty kick at first, and then they come back and they say yeah, now is a penalty kick. Um, uh, Megan Rapinoe scored both, and they were great goals on her on her part. She did her job, um, but. You're gonna see that call come up again, and if you start watching more of the, of the World Cup and the U.S. goes the distance and wins, they're gonna look back at that, and it's just the now it's gonna be a little asterisk next to it. But right, granted, Dan, both teams were not that good, um, and, and the U.S. just played a little better all game long. And I mean, sometimes that's all that's all it takes, and you know. Uh, a lot of people are going to say, hey, you know, a call costs us the game. But if you're yeah. not playing up to the same caliber that you have been all tournament long, right. then you can't just blame the bad call. No, no, because I mean, if just you like were playing the, I mean, well, this, God. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, like like you were say, about to say, you know, if you're playing well you and then won. it's a bad call, that, that that's that's understandable. Exactly. And you and if but, you were playing at the, the rate you were supposed to play, you would have won. You would have won without having the need for penalty kick goals and, and all right. that. Right. So. I mean, honestly, you know, Sean Payton was mad about that non-pass interference call. And, you know, he was obviously mad about it for, you know, a couple of days, especially right afterwards. Yeah, but he wasn't out there saying, hey, that call cost us the game. It's right. like, no. You know, there are points in the game where we had bad turnovers and things like that that led to us, you know, kind of in a scramble. Yeah. But it definitely decided the game, you know, and that's a good way to take it. And and, um, and with this particular call, it could go either way, like mm-hmm. depending on how you look at it and how you interpret rules of soccer, it could go kind of either way. Like even the commentators were were split on how it should have been ruled. So at that rate, I kind of put it as a wash and say, okay, well the ref called it a penalty kick. So now at that point, you can't sob; you have to make the save. And and the goaltender, and I do not know her name from Spain, she almost made the save. By the way. It was a really good. Oh, wow. It was a really good effort. And if she did make this save, we're not even talking about this, because right. who knows what would have happened. 
but she uh, Rapino did score again two powerful, beautifully placed kicks. The Spanish goal, by the way, was so nice. <laughs> It was it was so it was one of the better shots I've seen in in in, in a while. It was really you know, good. I'll I'll definitely have to go back and yeah. check out the highlights. It was but good. from what I'm reading from Bleacher Report, because I was getting updates while I was at work, mm-hmm. and it says here questionable call uh, yeah. led to uh, Rapinoe's game winner, and Twitter thought it was soft. Yeah, soft, uh, but again, not a blown call. It's about it wasn't how you like missing rules. a pass interference against Galvin right. Kamara. Yeah. It was like one like you said could go either way. It was like calling a pass interference, and there was a slight jersey tug, not enough to maybe make the player uh, actually or un- lose position or an unthrowable ball. Like it definitely or uncatchable ball. Right. It definitely happened. I think people were more upset with it's the World Cup. You maybe you let that go. But if you're looking at it from the ref's point of view, you're doing your job, and there was a it's penalty. Like if that's a penalty, then it's, it's a, penalty. a penalty. Exactly. It's as simple as that. Now, the U.S. has an extremely tough uh, uh, yeah. road ahead because— I saw France was next. Now, after the round of 16, the teams that don't really belong in the World Cup are gone. So now it's every team that's here is good. One way or another. There might be a couple lucky teams in there, but most of them are good. And on the U.S. side of the bracket, we have France that we have to play on Friday. Um, So when this podcast comes out, you'll know the result. We don't at the moment. Uh, But U.S. has to play France, and France is another one of the best in the world. Uh, And then after that— And they're the host country. Yes. Yeah, and that, that that pressure is extremely tough on both France and the United States. So that's going to be an extremely uh, interesting game to watch. And then after that, you have England and Norway. And whoever wins that plays the winner of U.S. and France. So you either have a a, a U.S. versus England, which the United States loves that matchup, or you have an England versus France, which history loves that matchup. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Right? Um, And that's – or Norway, which – I personally, I don't see Norway beating England. That's why I'm not counting them into the semifinals. But you never know. Uh, Norway did beat Australia uh, in in penalty kicks today. I was actually watching it while I was at the gym. So it was, that was a pretty good game too. And because it went so long, I was on the elliptical for over an hour, which really sucks <laughs> because I didn't want to stop watching it. I'm like, but if I stop moving my legs, then the TV shuts off. So right. Like, damn. <laughs> um, I will say this, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, seeing the bracket even above that, mm-hmm. you go, you got Germany and Sweden. Yeah. And Which then Sweden tomorrow, it- you got Italy versus China, Netherlands versus Japan, winner of those games play each other. That, those two games are actually very interesting because Italy is not as good um, as people think they are. Uh, they're good enough, obviously. They're in the round of 16. They're in the quarterfinals. Uh, well, they're almost in the quarterfinals. But uh, China's a sleeper, I think. China, China, in the games I've watched, because they don't let up much, they're actually pretty good. But the problem with China is, from what I've seen, they don't score that much. So if Italy gets an early goal, that might be it. Uh, Netherlands and Japan, I haven't seen either one of those teams play. So I can't be much of a of a source there, but Germany and Sweden are two of the best teams in this in in this competition. So that's a good. So point. Netherlands went three zero. Okay. Uh, six goals for, two goals against. Okay. Uh, Japan went one one and one. Okay. 
with two goals for, three goals against. So hey, just from looking at those stats, I give you got to go with Netherlands. On but that you know one. what? Good job. Congratulations, Japan. Uh, Japan is it's a small country. It's a really small country. For so whenever they make it to a like this deep in the competition, it's pretty impressive. Uh, so that'll be yeah, that'll be interesting. I would give Netherlands the edge there too, though, just off of what you said. Um, so who do you like uh, winning the whole thing? The who do you like winning thing? the World Cup? Oh, man, it, it it's hard to bet against the U.S. They're just so dominant. Uh, I mean, they could have lost today. Now, they were playing Spain, who, by the way, is no bad team. And they did win. Uh, if they get past France, they win the World Cup. That's... I think that's uh, it's this is the game right here, France versus the U.S. Because France, as you said, host country and they're a pretty good team. If they go and they beat the U.S., then it's up in the air. But I think if the U.S. wins this game coming up on Friday, uh, I can see the U.S. winning their I think second straight World Cup. I can see that. So I'm actually you know because how you know when we were talking about the NBA Finals, how or even the Stanley Cup, you were kind of going the other side, yeah. playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I am not picking the United States. Okay. Who you got? I'm picking Germany. You see, I was going to say Sweden as my backup, because Sweden was going in as the second best team uh, next to the U.S. Remember that matchup, the Sweden mm-hmm. versus U.S.? So that's, yeah, both of those teams are good. They're really uh, good. The, the the thing for me that caught my eye, because, you know, I did, didn't did play soccer for very long, but I was a goaltender. Mm-hmm. And the thing for me is being able to play goal, goalie well, and especially in soccer, yeah. with such just a huge, massive amount of area to cover, to not have let up a goal yeah, it's in good. this entire World Cup is pretty damn impressive. It's uh, typically the way you win a World Cup. When Italy won their World Cup, the Men's World Cup in 2006, their goalie, Gigi Buffon, only let up uh, technically one goal, and that was through a penalty kick against Australia. Now, they ended up winning that game, and then they went to uh, the final versus France where it was another penalty kick. No, I'm sorry. The Australians didn't score in a penalty kick. It was an own goal. And then a penalty kick in the uh, final. So technically, Buffon really didn't let up his own uh, an actual goal, and they ended up winning. That's how you win the World Cup. So that's a good point you make there. And if they can go, if they can beat Sweden, I think they can get out of that and go to the final. Like this is their semi-final matchup. No offense yeah. to Italy, China, Netherlands, or Japan, but both Germany and or Sweden are probably We're, much better than all those. I think the winner of that matchup goes to the finals. I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, Just like never, I think the winner of France and U.S. goes to the finals. So I think, regardless, I think it's either going to be France-Germany, France-Sweden, U.S.-Germany, U.S.-Sweden. It's yeah. going to be one of those four matchups. Yeah. I mean, crazy things have happened in World Cup history, so uh, definitely keep an eye on it. The final is set for July 7th. So we have a little bit until that happens. But, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Well, What's great, though, is that when this episode comes out on July 1st, yes. um, we'll be recording kind of about to cover the semifinal the semifinal. and the finals matches. Right. Because that happens on the 2nd and 3rd. And then the World Cup will be done by the time we record on the 8th. Oh, yeah. How about that? 
Okay. So it kind of all lines up kind of perfectly. Yeah, almost. So, yeah. So a lot of interesting soccer ahead. So if you're uh, still kind of late to the picture, it's not too late. You can still join and uh, enjoy some good soccer. It's actually probably best the best soccer is coming up now. So hopefully you watch it and enjoy it. Absolutely. So from soccer, we go to a topic that we've been avoiding like the plague. Yeah, and eventually for... we're going to have to go to this. <laughs> and, you know, it's about that time, Tom, that it we is. talk about some baseball. Yeah, and it's okay because now as sports are kind of winding down, um, you know, we got golf and still tennis and soccer, but there's no hockey, there's no basketball, there's no football. I guess we'll have to make room for some baseball. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of put forth my mid-season review okay and i wouldn't say it pains me to do it but as a red sox fan it's yeah. one of those where i'm like i have to just i have to give a certain team props uh-huh and that's the new york yankees man they have dealt with so much crap so much this crap. season with john carlos stanton with Didi gregorius with cc sabathia and Aaron Judge, it's four of your best players. Only to name a few, still, by the way. Because and you're still yeah. at almost 50 wins. Because they've had other injuries in between. Pitchers have oh, gone yeah. in and out. Labor uh, Torres got injured for Glaber a little Torres while. Labor Torres has been hurt. Lucas um, Vo- uh, Luke Voigt got hurt for a little yeah. bit, too. And Duhar's still not coming back. Uh, and that's a huge loss because he's a big contact hitter. It, it's absolutely mind-boggling yeah. that they've been able to string up the run that they're on 49 wins and 28 losses yeah without the likes of stanton judge and Didi gregorius for more or less 95 percent of those games and now stanton is back gregorius is back and playing well and and judge Judge is is back back. oh as well as cc he's He's been pitching really well for us, um, and, and the other pitchers. The bullpen has been the our, our bullpen is without a doubt the best bullpen in baseball. It's just if you look at the stats. When I was watching a couple, I was watching a couple Yankee games, um, and when you look at the numbers, once the game goes to the bullpen, the Yankees don't lose. No, you're absolutely right. So, it, yeah, it's it's a weird season, but they are killing it. I got to admit. There's, there are two other teams I wanted to cover. One of them was more of, like, my shock. Mm-hmm. The, the Twins, right? Is the Twins. It has to be the Twins. They're the best team in baseball. How? How are they the best team in baseball? They are actually not the best team in baseball. What, by a that game? That is reserved for the uh, – uh, no. Oh, yeah, the Dodgers. All right, the, but the, the Dodgers. Dodgers don't count because they're going to f- – Mess it up in the first round of the playoffs but, anyway. But best team, best team in the American League is the Minnesota Twins. It's a, it's of all teams. Like what? <laughs> How? <laughs> uh, Tom, a stat for you, real quick. Go ahead, please. I know you love your stats. Just tell me. What's the run differential? Uh, I don't know. hundred and five. Wow. Positive a hundred and five. The Yankees are positive ninety three. Wow! To put it in perspective, yeah. And, and that, Houston is positive ninety five. Oof! Well, we, the Yankees did a little damage to them by sweeping them uh, over this past week, so that that might have a reason why it's not over a hundred now. But that's hundred five. The Twins. 
Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that you got to say that's got to be the Cinderella story of, well, of, yeah. of the midseason. What was their record last year? They were one of the worst, if not the worst team in baseball last year, weren't they? Uh, Baltimore, I still think, was reserved as the worst team in baseball. Still, this season, uh, with their run differential of negative 181, mm. the, the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, look at that. Just not. Oh yeah, no. The Twins weren't that bad last year. Twins last year were seventy-eight and eighty-four. So that was like their swing-around year. I think maybe it was a year before or something like that. Two thousand seven, seventeen. No, they've been decent for the last couple years. But this is a this is much different. This isn't decent. This is good. (laughs) Yeah. No, they have a very solid team. Just really well-rounded, and they added Nelson Cruz in the off-season, who has been just a monster for them. That helps. That helps. Um, one other thing I wanted to run at you is uh, I know you talk about the Dodgers, how you know they have their typical <laughs> yeah they're gonna mess uh, up you know blowing it somehow. They're still good um, though. Their run differential is positive one hundred and thirty-three. Oh my, best in be- best in baseball. And they have some like some of their players that are on that team are tearing it apart. I forget their names. Uh, the, the last three games Bellinger. that they've won because they're on a six-game winning streak. Okay. All three games were walk-off home runs. Oh, I did see that. And I saw that. All three games were d- all three hits were from rookies. Yeah, that was the first time in baseball history that's ever happened, and that might be the only time that ever happens. That's such a rare thing for that to happen. I can't imagine it, it, it being it, broken. Imagine having three straight walk-offs, and all three of them are done by rookies. I cannot imagine that. I really can't. That's incredible. No. Now, th- another That's- thing I was looking at, because when we were talking about this, I was like, all right, maybe I should start looking at the stands. I, when, and the reason why I don't like to talk about baseball so much, because it's such a long season, and it's only really amped up after the All-Star game. It's not quite there yet. But uh, as I'm looking at the standings, the, the other thing that's kind of shocking to me is, except for the NL Central, there's really not a really, really close league or uh, or, or um, division. Um, and I'm not saying I mean, like the, the A the AL East is probably the closest you'll get, but other than yeah, that, yeah, but like really, I mean, even four point five is close. Eight is still close too, but nothing's that that close. There's no half a game out, and then you go to the National League against the same exact thing, if not worse. If you look at the NL oh West, God. it's embarrassing. Oh my God, 13, 15, 15 and a half, and nineteen and a half. Yeah, and then the only thing that's close is the NL Central, and that's actually a really close. Division, but it's a lot of crappy teams. I mean, all those records. I, I will. I, I will say this though: that division, and then usually it's the NL East. Yeah, are two of the, the closest worst. races coming down to the but wire. The NL East, usually you get. Look how bad the NL East is, by the way. And listen, I, I I'm gonna make fun of the NL East all because I'm, I hate the Mets, but. Look how bad that division is. There's one team over 500. <laughs> well, two, the Phillies, but close. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the, I mean, the Phillies are literally point zero six of a percent away <laughs> from, from just plummeting. And the Braves are six and a half games up, and you're like, wow, that's great. And then you realize, like, they're okay. 46 and 32 is not that bad. That's a decent no. record. But that division itself is like the Nationals just crap themselves and the Mets are just the Mets they suck um and, and then you get the Miami Marlins yeah who, who just... change their logo every year by the way like what's their what's that deal they've changed their logo every single year it seems oh I just realized something the Phillies have lost seven straight games ouch <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god ouch. you have Bryce Harper you have Reese oh. Hoskins and I'm kidding Bryce I'm Harper? kidding I'm kidding I was, <laughs> I was kidding say, I was kidding minute. I was kidding <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
it's just for me, like, I think like you were saying, I think there's not one race besides the NL Central yeah. well, that's really like, whoa, it's coming down to the wire. But again, it's yeah. also not even July yet. Right, exactly. Like, the AL East, Yankees are up four and a half games over the Rays, eight over the Sox. I mean... That's still reachable. The, the, the Red Sox can easily take this division. Yankees go on one really bad skid, and the Rays kind of falter off. It's anybody's uh, division. I will say this. A lot of people are writing off the Rays already. Do not write the Rays off. No. My uh, Bridget and I were at uh, the Red Sox-Rays game recently at Fenway. Mm-hmm. They are not no. to be taken lightly. I, absolutely. The one thing about them that will be their downfall is their bullpen. Their bullpen is complete garbage. Yeah, I saw the. They stats. can't hold a lead. No. They can, they can't they can't hold anything no, really, right. even a baseball. Um, <laughs> well, but their starting their starting pitching is amazing. Very very good. Blake and, Snell and their hitting is pretty good. Blake too. Snell is impressive. Yeah. Also, their home record is not that good. Um, I, I'm looking at like you have to win at home, Dan. In any sport, if you have a bad home record, it's probably not a good sign. Um, typically, it's a sign of a losing team. Now, the Rays are not a losing team. They're uh, what 12 games over 500, so it's not bad at all. Yeah. But their home record is 20 and 18, so that's concerning because they, their away record is pretty good at 25 and 15. So as long as they keep that up, that'll be fine. But if that goes down, which it probably will. Because playing away is hard, uh, then I don't know. I don't know what's the deal. The deal with them not playing it, like not playing well at home. That's a problem. Like the Sox. Yeah. Sox at Fenway, eighteen and nineteen. Dan, come on. Yeah, no, they're not that great at home, but they're good on the road. Yeah, but you got to know what it is. Got to be good at home because if they're good at home, they're the best team in baseball. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, what's the? Well, let me let, let me have you ask you this: What's the Yankees' home record? Tw- I bet you it's very very solid. Twenty eight and fourteen. Exactly. Like they don't lose when they go home, and then away they're twenty one and fourteen. So that's good too. So they're still solid. <laughs> exactly. So they're still good. I'm very excited uh, about this Yankee team, and and now you have Judge back, and you have Stanton, you have Encarnacion, uh, who they just tra- like th- he leads the uh, uh, the uh, American League. In home runs, and the Yankees just traded him for like cash. They're just like, oh, Mariners, here's some money. Let's take the leading home run getter in the American League. The Mariners are stupid. They deserve to be 15 and a half games. So, like, what do you do? Back in the West. What do you do if you're a pitcher against this Yankee team, right? You have contact hitters all over the place, like, um, uh, you know, even like a Brett Gardner, who's having one of his career worst seasons. He still can put it in play. Uh, but then you have Gary Sanchez, Stanton, Judge, and Edwin Encarnacion. Encarnacion? I don't know how you say his last name. Encarnacion. Encarnacion. There you go. There you go. Like, what do you do? Like, all right, you pitch around I mean, one I of t- them, I, and then the next I, batter is even better. What? I, I, I tell you what you do. You, 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 you crawl into the fetal position and cry. That's it, what you do. It seems like a lot of pitchers are doing that. Uh, I don't want to get cocky. Or, or you soil, or you soil, soil yourself. One of the two. And I'm not going to get cocky because it's the Yankees, and they're still a very young team. And you never know what happens with young teams. I think they're at the point now where you kind of have to expect them to not f it up anymore. Uh, so we'll see. So that leads to your your big thing about this about yes. our picks. I want, I want, because uh, Kyle and I did this last season, mm-hmm. 
and I actually ended up picking the exact matchup and the exact winner. Oh, yeah? At the midseason point. No kidding. I picked Red Sox-Dodgers. Wow. And I picked the Red Sox winning. Yeah, how about that? And one of my main reasons for picking it at that point Mm -hmm. was because my dad has dreamed of seeing that matchup. Oh, I bet. Because my dad's originally from Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. moved to Massachusetts. He grew up a Dodgers fan. Okay. But when he moved out here, he became a Red Sox fan. So seeing that matchup for him was like life A dream. A dream come true. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And so this year, I'm going a little bit of a different route. Oh, okay. What do you got? I think for me... You have to pick the Yankees at this rate, at this point. Yeah, you might. At this rate, you have to. Kind of. I mean, there's. I mean, the only other team I think at this point is Houston. Yeah, and, and Houston's it's, probably the only one who can hold a candle. It to feels him. stupid ignoring the Twins, but I, I there's just a part of me that's just saying, Tom, don't pick the Twins. It's not gonna last, right? It can't last, Dan. Right? Tell me it can't it, it last. Re- I don't think it can. I mean, they're 5-5 five really and five in their last 10, so you're already starting to see it maybe fizzle out. It can't last, right? And then, honestly, it's hard to bet against the Dodgers. But <sighs> some part of me thinks that they're going to they're gonna mess up in some way. I don't know. So I'm going a different route. I'm actually pulling one kind of oh, God. not a not-first-place team currently. Really? I'm going with the Milwaukee Brewers. I had a feeling you were going to – I had my, my mouse I'm, pointed over them. And I'm actually picking them for one simple reason, and it's two words. You like beer. That's three. Christian Yelich. Oh. He is on an absolute tear yes, right is. now. He if is. The rest of the, if the rest of his team can get their stuff together, mm-hmm. they are going to be the best team going down the stretch Okay. out of the West. And I think they win the Central. I think they win um, the National League pennant, and I think they end up Beating the Yankees in the World Series. All right, so the Dan, Milwaukee Brewers are my pick. So Dan, in the middle of making his prediction, just took a, a line of cocaine. So um, <laughs> let me and let me let me break it down a little bit more calmly. I don't think the Yankees are going to win the World Series. I don't think they're going to get to the World Series. I think the Astros make it to the World Series from the American League. I still like the Astros as a as a baseball team. They hit. Everything you cannot pitch around them, uh, and then and then the, their pitching is just, oh, you know, it's so good, <laughs> and their hitting is so good. Even Are though you okay, do you, do you need to change, change of pants? The Yankees literally just swept them, but at home, you know, not in Houston, which is a big difference. I don't. I I think the Yankees are, are going to meet the Astros. I just don't know. If the Yankees starting pitching is good enough yet to make it to the World Series, they're okay, but Severino is still hurt. And then Herman, who was our ace this year, he was like 10 and 1, Dan. He's hurt. And if you have Severino and you have Herman, and then you have Tanaka, and then you have, uh, you know, CC as like a, a rotating sixth pitcher, honestly, then maybe that's a different story. But without those two big aces for us, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I want, to, of course, I'm a Yankee fan. I want them to win the World Series, but I'm going to go Astros because I just don't trust the Yankees. Um, and I'm going to go Dodgers. I'm going to go with the easy pick on the Dodgers. They're good, Dan. They're really good. 
<laughs> they're thirty-four they're really, they're and really nine fun. at home. Thirty-four. They're really fun. They're really fun to watch. The Brewers have forty-two total wins. The Dodgers have thirty-four at home. Just at home. Yeah, that's gross. And that I like. I made the joke about the Dodgers not being able to hold the lead and all that. Yeah, but they made it to the World Series last year, so they proved that they can do it. And um, with that, my Astros Dodgers, which by the way I think is a phenomenal World Series. Oh my God! With the pitching matchups like Kershaw versus Verlander. Oh, imagine that! Oh my God! Walker Bueller oh. versus um. Oh my God! What's his name? Uh, can't remember the guy from Houston. Their second guy, Keiko. Kai, uh no, Keiko just got um, Is he not even picked up by somebody else. Oh, okay. No, oh my god, I just saw him play a little while ago. I don't know, I can't remember. But with this, I go and I say the Dodgers win the World Series. Which for baseball, you know, we had the Cubs win it. I think I think seeing the Dodgers win it would be a cool, cool story, and that'd be a great World Series. So that's my midseason pick. I think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series this year, I, and I kind of hope it's a Yankees Dodgers because that'd be Brooklyn Dodgers versus the Bronx Bombers. You know, that would be ah. really cool if I got to see Yankees Dodgers. I'd be very happy. Uh, my buddy George would be very happy too. He was uh, he's a Dodger fan, but I think the Dodgers win the World Series over the Astros. Yeah, I think and you know, I think that's a good pick. I was originally going to do Dodgers and Yankees, but I felt like that's too easy yeah, to pick. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to do a little bit more research. And I just you guys could call me crazy, but the Brewers are a very good team. Yes, they're 3 and 7 in the last 10. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But but I think if they can turn around their starting pitching mm-hmm. and do a little bit better on defense cuz they do commit a lot of errors in the field. That's not good. I think They'll be fine because I mean they ha- they have a really solid group of players just in terms of offense, you, you, and they just need to p- they're, they're, they need to close and they need to do better in terms of their starting pitching. It's a good pick. I just I I don't I don't know. Um, that'd be kind of cool to see them do it, but I, that, it's also a tough pick. It's a tough. I pick. Asked, actually almost picked Atlanta, but I was like, that Atlanta's would be wild. Gonna be like the- <laughs> Uh, Atlanta's going to be like the Falcons, and they're just going to choke. <laughs> there you go. So, so, sorry, Falcons fans, but that's <laughs> sorry, just Atlanta. reality. Sorry, Atlanta. Just sorry, You're Atlanta. Sorry, Atlanta. Terrible but, sports town. But just like, no, it's not realistic. Uh-huh. Um, it'd be like it would be it'd be like seeing the, the Philadelphia Phillies are going to win the World Series. Who? Who? <laughs> what? Who? Yeah, the the, the, the Philly fanatic, the, the oh, Marlins. What? The Marlins are going to come back and win it, Dan. That's the that's the pick of the century. No, 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 no. You're wrong. It's the Baltimore Orioles. No, no one's picking. <laughs> Not even the <laughs> Orioles fans. They won 22 games, Dan. <laughs> 22. Oh, they're so uh, bad. It's, it's so great. It's so, they're it's tw- so bad. They're 27 and a half games behind the Yankees right now. Just want to say that. Um, but yeah, okay. Interesting picks. Let's see what happens. Uh, we got a whole, a whole lot of baseball left to play. So. Uh, one thing before we uh, we take our first break is I'm incredibly excited that Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going into the home run derby just like his dad did Should be fun, in his yeah. rookie season. Yeah, that's cool. Because they showed a side-by-side of their swings. That's funny, isn't it? Not surprising. It's freaking identical. <laughs> it's, so it's, rid- it's ridiculous. It's so funny. <laughs> like father, like son, literally. Literally. Yeah, that's yeah. That, it's pretty pretty amazing stuff. I think the home run derby might actually be fun finally because we have a lot of uh, well, maybe we'll see. Some pros don't want to do it because every single time uh, somebody does well, their second half of the season seems to be off. So, 
It's like the Madden curse or, kind of, or like yeah. playing in the Pro Bowl. So yeah. if if that's uh if Judge is interested in doing it, don't do it. Don't. I mean, Judge did it once. He got his fix. He shouldn't do it. Uh, yeah. Do it again and after his, that. After those and the sec- ridiculous moonshots he was hitting. Right. And the second half of the season was atrocious for Judge that season. Atrocious. So don't do it. <laughs> he said he might never do it again because of, because of that. He said he might never yeah. do the home run, which is kind of a shame. But the home run derbies, uh, they, I don't know. I used to like it a lot more when I was a kid. I really don't care anymore. Oh, God. Back when it was a kid. Oh, it was so much it fun. Was like Mark McGuire, yeah, Sammy because Sosa. because they were all cheating. And you know what? It's, Frank Thomas. <laughs> it was still a lot of fun, even though they Juan were cheating. Juan Gonzalez, Jose Canseco. Like, those guys just roided up and just tossed Jose them bombs Canseco. out to center wow. field. You just showed your Jose age Canse- there, buddy. <laughs> you know what? You're you're not far behind me. I know, but I didn't say Jose Canseco. <laughs> hey, I did say Juan Gonzalez. Oh. I mean, he was from like mid nineties. No, I I do remember him a little bit though, kind of, sort of, not really, a little bit. Oh my God, you're the worst. Uh, so we're gonna take our first break. Okay. When we come back, we're gonna bring up some article, very interesting articles that we've found today that should uh. Shed some light on a couple topics that aren't very talked about right. in the world of sports. Yeah, that need to be talked about. They definitely do. So we will be right back with more sports talk. Welcome back, everybody, from our break. So the first thing we wanted to kind of jump into was a new football league that's coming up from your favorite person, Tom, Vince McMahon. Who? <laughs> Vince McMahon from WWE, yeah, chairman of WWE. I know. He's, not He's my favorite. He's bringing back the XFL. Great. So which excited. completely tanked Yes. the first time it came around. Good. Although the only thing that came out from that whole experiment mm-hmm. Was the guy who had on the back of his jersey that said he hate me? That's literally the. I don't <laughs> even what know he went about by. that. I, I I really don't even know about that. And that's literally the only good thing that came out of the XFL from <laughs> that's back bad. then. That's bad. <laughs> that's bad. But what they're doing is a lot of the times there are some players who get drafted in the NFL, then mm-hmm. they end up getting released. It doesn't pan out. They try to play in Canada in the Canadian Football League, mm-hmm. and they don't make it there either. So now the XFL is actually providing opportunities, kind of like the American uh, Association of Football. Okay. Because they actually got axed halfway through their season. Mm, Wow. (laughs) Um, Was doing the same thing that XFL is doing. They were giving opportunities to guys like Trent Richardson. Does that name ring a bell? Yes, I do remember. Wow. Wow. He, He played in the AAF. But now he's looking to play in the XFL because it's giving him a chance to showcase his talent. Yeah, which if you if you ugh, it's non-existent, non-existent. Uh, if you're gonna if you have to resort to that, you probably don't have any left. Just say it. Um, so I found this article about this guy by the name of Philip Nelson, who was actually released by the Canadian Football League by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, before training camp in May of 2018. And he actually played college football in Minnesota and East Carolina and was actually booted from Rutgers after a bar fight. Okay. And then he didn't play any more football for another three to four months. 
basically he came to the CFL. He did well. He, you know, played a couple seasons there, and then they just let him go. Uh huh. So now the XFL is coming out. I believe beginning of next year. I believe. Uh, and next thing you know, he went to the summer showcase back on June fifteenth, and they. This is what their quote is saying: "It says a training camp for players looking for another chance and another startup spring league." Nelson reflected on the grueling journey for players as they search for playing time and a paycheck wherever they can. So I mean, that's uh, you gotta feel for these guys, who all they want to do is play football, but they're just not getting the chances to. All right controversial idea or a mindset for me, maybe this might not be everyone's opinion, but yes, I definitely feel for these, for these guys because the system to become an NFL pro is so grueling because you, you have to be one of the best in the world, right? If you're, right. if you're not, you're not going to make it the NFL. Somebody is going to be better than you. So yeah, the system it's designed so that, they devote everything to football. And if that doesn't work, then they have no fallback plan. A lot of these guys will drop out of college if they get an NFL chance. And if they do, they get a little paycheck there for a little bit. And then if they fail, now they have no education and they have no paycheck. So, yeah, I feel bad. But at the exact same time, I kind of don't. Because if you're this stubborn, because no offense, Philip Nelson... Never heard of him. And if you can't, one, stay out of a trouble, which it seemed like early on he had some trouble, and now you can't even play in the CFL, you're probably not that good. So why are you right. being so stubborn? You have, like, I know you love the game so much. I get it. I really do. But there's so many other ways that you can be in the sport without actually resorting to playing in this, whatever it is, XFL. Uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I don't want people to give up on their dreams, but at the same time, maybe you should move on. <laughs> but at the same time, it's cool that this has given him an opportunity to do something, but I don't know, expand your horizons a little bit. That's what I would say. So uh, I do agree with you, but the good thing is, is there were 800 people who actually went and participated at the showcase. Okay. Uh, in DC, and roughly 250 of those players mm-hmm. are going to be put into the draft pool. Okay, for, for the, the XFL for the XFL for the XFL draft. Okay, how many teams are going to be in this uh, in this XFL? Uh, let does me... it say on the article? I'm trying it... to look. I don't see anything. Like, do we it know it? Not... <laughs> I just want to know like how long because it didn't work the first time. I don't think it's going to work the second time because. I hate to break it to you uh, if you're an XFL fan. There's not many XFL fans out there. People, even though they, it seems like people hate the NFL, they don't. They still watch football every week. And how many times do you, do people go out of their way to look for like the CFL, which is a kind of competitive league? So you got, um, it looks like nine teams. Six, nine teams. You got Dallas. Houston, Los Angeles, New York, St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa, D.C., and then a team to be named later where they're going to be playing uh, at the stadium that FC Dallas plays at. Oh, the uh, soccer team. Okay. Um, Yeah, Toyota Stadium, it looks like. Okay. Um, 
I, I, yeah, and it looks like actually the Seattle team is going to be playing where the Seahawks play. Like I said, I guess this is a good thing. You know, it gives some people an opportunity to delay the inevitable. I guess I know I, I know I'm coming off as super harsh. Believe me, I'm a very I'm very much interested in people being happy, but. You're delaying the inevitable. They're not going to make it to the NFL. You might get like one or two stories, like they worked their way up from the XFL to the CFL to the NFL. You might, but it's extremely unlikely. And eventually, like I said, I don't think this is going to work out. Arena football didn't work out. CFL has trouble working out. The XFL is not going to work out. It didn't the first time. It's not going to the second time. So I guess it's cool for now, but... If I'm these guys who need the XFL to live, I'm looking for something else in the career. Maybe an analyst. Get a job working for like CBS and work your way up that way. You could talk about football. Hey, I'm a former pro. Do, do what Jason Winton did. Sure. Jason Winton just went and retired, went to ESPN, worked for them for two years, and said, hey, I want to go back and play football. Yeah. And went back to the Cowboys. It's a little different because he's kind of a freak of nature, and he's very famous. So when he called ESPN, he didn't have to finish his sentence. And like, yep, you're hired. It's a little different. Right. It's a little different with those guys because they're super famous. But you can still get careers in the NFL, just not by playing. And it looks like the draft is scheduled for October of this year. Okay. And the season's going to be starting in 2020. The team names will be announced in mid-July right. of this year. Okay. So when and that comes out, like, we can talk about it, I guess. But Yeah. It, it does say that it's going to be the XFL will also operate a centralized practice squad and farm team, which will ar- operate as a full team with a coaching staff and roster, but will not play any on-the-record games against the other eight teams. Interesting. Which, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. No. Why do you have a practice squad and a, and a farm system mm-hmm. if they don't get to play? Yeah, I'm not sure. That, is, that seems flawed from the start. Yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's, it's not going to work out. hate to be that guy. It's not just ju- Just like the AAF didn't work out. I mean, yep. they, they shut that down. Within a year? Three, four weeks. Yeah. Th- not even. Three, four weeks into the season. I mean, I remember there was arena football. It was hot for a little bit. Everybody thought it was going to be the big thing. What's arena football now? People don't even know it existed if you talk about it. It still plays? I don't think so. I think it's a, a former league. But even if it is, who cares? No one. Literally no one. It might still be uh, a, a thing, but it's like a, a pickup game, if anything. <laughs> I, for, for me, this is what I feel is going to, uh, like just in general, what's going to happen with the XFL. I think it's going to last for a season. It's, it's not going to get shut down like, um, midway through the season, like the AAF did, mainly because it's no offense, but it's Vince McMahon. He's a billionaire. He's not going to let that happen. Yes, and he's a but good businessman to an extent. He is to an extent. He's gonna he's it's gonna last for a season, and then it's gonna fizzle out. Yeah, I I I, 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 I just don't, I don't see know. it catching on again. No, if it didn't catch on the no, first time. Why it's bring not it back? Going to catch on unless he makes it into like a wrestling kind of thing where it's scripted and it's like all characters and stuff like that. Because that's very popular in this country. I'm not. I'm not like crapping on it. I'm 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 saying that that wrestling is very popular. If he makes it into that, then it's a total different ball game. But maybe it'll have success that way. Maybe, but as an actual comp, like competitive league, it's not going to make it. No chance. No. No chance. So, that, you know, that's that's what we feel about the XFL. Yeah. So from that, we go to another topic that we've actually talked about before, in terms of 
NCAA athletes getting paid. Mm -hmm. What I found most interesting about this article is the fact that NCAA says that California schools could be banned from championships if the bill against paying collegiate athletes isn't dropped. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Think about that for a second. So, am I getting it right? There's schools in California that want players to be paid or opposite? Yes. Well, no, they want players to be paid. I think um, it all started from USC. Okay. So that's actually where my dad went to college. They have been compensating their athletes more, I wouldn't say under the table, but they've been compensating their players and getting in trouble for it for years. Okay. Reggie Bush being a prime example. He he actually got endorsed when he was in college, Mm -hmm. I think by Nike. Uh, But illegally, right? Illegally. That's the thing, though. But all they're trying to do is market themselves yeah. and get themselves ready for the next level, right. which is a smart thing to do. So, Yet the NCAA is out there saying, hey, they, they shouldn't be getting paid. Yeah, they're so still in school. The school can make as much money they want off of these kids' names and short careers, but you can't compensate them for the millions of dollars a star player will make. Make yeah, very very good decision, NCAA. You are setting the example for everybody else who doesn't have to pay people. It's uh, it's pretty much an internship. That's what the college sports are. It's an internship because you're not getting paid for it, and you don't really get much out of it unless you're a a star. Because think about it, we talk about like the, the the draft and all that. How many players enter the draft and don't get picked? Oh, it's crazy. Uh, just uh, just uh, kind of going back to what we were talking about before with football mm-hmm. in, in the draft. You know what the percentage of uh, NCAA collegiate athletes get drafted into professional sports? Uh, 3%? 1.6%. It's even less. Ah, I thought it was, was 1.6% <laughs> of all college athletes? Now, I want to say... That is a ridiculously low number. I want to say this, okay? Congratulations to the state of California for doing this, um, for passing a, uh, a bill to make it legal for these kids to get compensated. Because uh, that's a that's a problem that, I, I like you said before, people are not talking about. But it's it's a thing. It's, a, it's definitely a thing. I mean, just imagine if it was work. Like, a, like a, if, you, if you're having trouble wrapping your mind around this, imagine that you're at work for whatever company you work for, and you are, like, uh, the person in charge of bringing in almost all of the money, but you get none of it. Literally zero. You don't get paid it's at all. It's crazy. Would you accept you know, that? I, Would you accept that? No, absolutely not. not. And, and, and one, my thing is, you know, I'll bring it up again. My, my good friend Jim Mullane. Uh, played football at Bryant. I saw that guy bust his ass for four straight years on the football team. And the guy barely had a social life. I mean, he he made time for it, but it was one of those things where it's like you wake up at 5 a.m., go to a meeting, then you go work out, then you go to practice, then you go to school, then you go back for more practice, and then more study time, and then you're home at like, you're back to your place by like 8 or 9 o'clock, and at that point you want to just pass the hell out. Right. It's crazy, and I was looking at his schedule last time I visited him when he was down at Bryant, and I looked at it. I'm like, "This is your daily schedule. This is you're not a college kid. You're it's a job. Yeah, you're working. Yeah, you're there. It, you're, you're there to make them money. 
<laughs> and that's why you've seen stories in the past where these kids have complete bombed grades, but they still graduate because the school bypasses that kind of crap. If you're good, if you're making the school money, they don't care if your grades are good or bad, even though the NCAA says you're supposed to, but they don't care. Why would you? You're making money. Because everything and in this world is about money, 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 money. It really is. And what's crazy, though, and actually good for California, props to them, they said that the bill overwhelmingly passed yeah, the state 31 Senate to 4, it month. says. 31 to 4, which, if you don't know anything about politics, I'm coming from a political podcast. So <laughs> I know that this kind of crap doesn't get passed like that. Now, California is different. Obviously, and we're not going to get into that, but Senates don't normally approve bills unless it's a good bill like this. You know, those four people are probably, I don't know, I don't want to get into political things, but they probably have some sort of ties with the NCAA. You you have to have some sort of tie with the NCAA if, if you're voting against that. You're literally telling people you can't make money. Come on. It says right here, NCAA President Mark Emmert imply that if the bill can becomes law as it is written come 2023 california schools could face the prospect of being prohibited from participating in ncaa championships this includes 23 division one schools and four of which are in the pac-12 conference which probably will include oregon not oregon usc ucla among others now i want to know how many schools go through with it even if it means that because eventually if all the schools get together and say, okay, fine, we all will not participate in NCAA championships. Now you're losing out on a lot of money because those big name schools might not get to the finals. And, and, and another thing, uh, you lose the Rose bowl yeah. in college, in college football, <laughs> exactly. which has been a staple, staple in yeah. NCAA football mm-hmm. postseason since my dad was in school. Yeah. Since when my dad was at USC. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want uh, to read the full article, because it's a pretty it's a pretty long article, uh, USA Today has the article, uh, which is entitled NCAA, says California schools could be banned from championships if Bill isn't dropped. So you can look it up and read the rest of, for, for details and all that. But, it, it was a great read, oh, well, yeah. well-written article by Steve Berkowitz. Yeah. Really good props to him over the USA Today. He did a great job with but the article. I, I hope, uh, because the NCAA is an extremely powerful entity and people don't realize that it is, uh, I I hope it doesn't get to the point where schools have to make the decision whether or not their, their school can participate in these events because then now you're going to run into the problem where somebody is going to be like, well, I want my kids to get paid, but I also want that revenue from those bowls. So with that said, sorry, guys, you're not getting paid. That's going to happen if it gets to that point, and I don't, right. and I don't want that to happen at all. No, it, it would be really terrible if it did because, you know, uh, maybe one of these episodes coming up, we have uh, my friend Jim on, and he can really kind of give us a, like an in-depth look at what it was like playing college football because mm-hmm. he'll he'll tell you, and he won't exaggerate, that it was a hell of a lot of work. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's to, probably, to get no compensation behind it. It's probably the same as if you're a professional. Like, it's probably the exact same. To be honest, if if not more than a forty hour a week job, yeah, right. Because it was weekends. It was it was every it was every day there was something, and it just it blows my mind and that the NCAA is so against so compensating their athletes to make them feel valued. No. It's it's crazy. 
Yeah, so, it's uh, unfortunate, but we'll we'll see how this plays out. I'm very interested in seeing how this plays out. I am I am definitely as well, and I I hope the NCAA realizes how wrong they are. They, they won't. They won't. But but uh, they they should. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, but we are going to take our last break, yep. and when we come back, we're going to have our final thoughts and a new segment. So stay tuned. Woo-hoo. Welcome back, everybody. And we're entering our final segment, and I'm introducing a new segment this week. Okay. Called Laugh at It. Okay. I found some funny sports uh, sports stories that I wanted to share. Okay. And I think we'll do this a couple, t- uh, maybe once a month. Sure. Because I, I think it's it's really funny to find some of these stories where I just look at it. I'm like, I, I gotta I gotta keep these stories. Yeah, for real. Yeah, of course. The first one oh boy. came back on March 24th okay. of this year. Uh, Texas A&M defensive back Derek Tucker was arrested for assault back on March 24th. Dan? The, you, yes? You, you said laugh at it? Um, oh, I'm not, Tom, I'm, not, I'm getting to it. Okay, okay. The, I hope the so. fight broke out after Tucker and another man had a drunken fighting argument about tacos. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that was the funny part. That's the funny part, <laughs> not so, the fact that there was a fight. They oh, got so into random. a physical fist fight okay. over, tacos. over tacos. What do you think that conversation went like? It's like no hard, hard, hard yeah. shell. <laughs> you know, it's about hard versus soft shell, right? Oh, shit. It's gotta be. <laughs> which, no by the way, which by the way. Soft shell is the way to go. Just saying. Soft shell all day long. Yeah, if you're if you're into hard shell, you're you're not there in the head. So I, I understand the fist fight. <laughs> he he probably like took a hard shell taco and like crumbled it over oh, his yeah. body after he knocked him out. I wonder if it was like about lettuce. It's like lettuce in a taco or not? It's like no, it's no like, lettuce. No. In a taco. And it's like, wait. No, of course you put lettuce. No, you put lettuce, you psychopath. It's like, it's, it's like <laughs> what's wrong with you? I would love to actually see that unfold. <laughs> so, and then he ended up posting bail four days after being arrested. So he had to spend four days in jail for fighting over tacos. For tacos. <laughs> of all things. Now, granted, he shouldn't have gone that far as to fight somebody, but no, I will say this. There's been discussions about food in my life where I've wanted to punch the, you know, crap out of, like, you. <laughs> Spaghetti and meatballs. No, one. the milk. It's the milk. It's always the milk. <laughs> always the milk. Milk with everything. <laughs> I, I have gotten better with that. I drink a lot of water now, oh, nowadays. thank God. It's fucking... Okay. <laughs> Man, that really got you, didn't it? <laughs> not really. It was kind of like one of those things where like, I'd like to make a big deal about nothing, <laughs> even though it really wasn't. The last story I had kind of brings us back to our, our good old Dodgers. Oh, no. So back on June 9th, so this is more recent, Okay. at uh, McCovey Cove in San Fran, Max Buncey hits just this towering home run mm-hmm. that went into the water over uh, right field. Okay. It was hit off of Madison Bumgarner, who everybody knows has a temper. Yes, he does. 
Max Muncy hits his ball and he pulls a Manny and just stands there and just looks at it. He just stands there around home plate and just like watching it go. Okay. You see Madison Bumgarner visibly upset, uh-huh. walking up towards him as he goes down the line saying, stop watching it and just run. Muncy then retorts back, oh, I'm going to watch it if I want to. If you want the ball back, go out to the water and get it. <laughs> what a baller response. That's that's one of those things where when you if you hear that conversation, you know that thug life GIF yeah, that comes yeah, up with, with, that, with the sunglasses? Mm-hmm. That's what you need for Muncie's response. That'll definitely pop up. Because what a response that was. Because Bumgarner's just pissing and whining and then he had a home run just hit off him. And Muncie's just like, hey, you want the ball so bad? Go freaking get it. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, I'm sure that that wasn't the, the best thing to say at the moment because Bumgarner, you know, kind of – loose cannon as you alluded to but um you know what teammates probably that's probably how they have to defuse a situation like that by joking and that's not the end of it oh oh, okay so two weeks later so just a couple days ago the um, dodgers are playing the giants in la okay since that time that phrase and that whole conversation apparently gets out in social media of course it does. And somebody decides to make a t-shirt. Of course they do. That says, go out and get it. <clears throat> and with the Dodgers logo. Ugh. Max Muncy buys one of said t-shirts. Oh, no. Madison Bumgarner is pitching one night. And during batting practice, Max Muncy is wearing said t-shirt at batting practice. What a, that says, go. And you see a, a picture t-shirt. of Madison Bumgarner <laughs> in the dugout. With the saltiest look on his face. Of course, I'd be salty too. <laughs> he was just like freaking a hole. What a what a what a douchey thing to do, <laughs> but something that I would one thousand percent of the times do myself. I can totally see myself doing that kind of thing. Oh my god, I was laughing so hard when I because they talked about this story. I'm like, I have to talk about sure. this. Yeah, no, this is amazing. That's pretty funny. I, I I didn't know about either one of these, so that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, what, nice. what do you got for your final thoughts, my good sir? Uh, Rangers didn't mess it up. You know, that's so weird to say out loud. I mean, like, <laughs> even in the video game, if you let them make trades, it's like they trade their entire team for Mark Stahl. <laughs> it's like, Or what? they trade Paul Buchnevich for a bag of dirty socks. Pavel. 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 Come, come on, me. Paul. He's from Russia. A, well, it's probably a Paul from Russia. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna assume that there's no. Isn't, pa- pa- isn't Pavel Paul in know. in Russian? I don't know. I'm not Russian. <laughs> I'm just asking. Ask me an Italian name. I can give you that. I can't give you Paul and Pavel. That's a body. <laughs> All right. Damn. <laughs> Um, what else? I don't know. Um, the Women's World Cup is really fun, as I said last week. Um, the U.S. is looking maybe like they can pull it off again. That'd be kind of cool to see uh, another U.S. win. And more sports coming. You know, we didn't talk about it because uh, we have so many other things to talk about. But Wimbledon's coming up very soon. Uh, the British, or I'm sorry, the Open Championship. 
Why did they change that? They never did, apparently. It's just like we called it the British Open, but it's always been the Open Championship, I think. And if I'm wrong to that, I don't know, probably politically correctness. Because it's not always British. It could be Irish or uh, Scottish. And I think this year it's like Northern Ireland. So it's like they're definitely not British, you know. So I kind of understand it, I guess. It's like if uh, if we call it the U.S. Open, but we open up courses in Canada and Mexico to that. Like you can't call it the U.S. Open anymore. You could call it the North American Open or something like that, you know. Right. Or just the Open. Uh, so there's a bunch of that, more soccer. So a lot more to talk about coming up. That's my final thoughts. How about you? Yeah, no, for me, my main thing is the NCAA needs to do the right thing. Oh, uh, I, I, I just can't say it enough. You know, with having friends who played um, collegiate sports, yeah. you, you gotta you gotta compensate these guys. And? They put their bodies and bust their hump every single day to not get anything out of it is is ludicrous. And you want to know what's gonna happen? That's that it's not gonna happen. that the NCAA yeah the NCAA is not gonna do anything they're no. gonna just keep counting their money you know why because they have other teams a lot of other teams that they can replace California with if California schools want to do that and this is the problem that they're gonna face then the NCAA is gonna be like okay uh, we'll just focus our shift to you know more Alabama more Ohio State whatever you know what I mean. So yeah, it's, it's just crazy yeah, to me. Um, uh, NHL draft. I'm excited to see what comes of Capo Keco. Yes, I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be awesome to see. So uh, I'm looking forward to next season already. Also, they were talking about positive. Like his name was running up all night. Chris Kreider was apparently on the trade block for that, um, which is unfortunate because Kako or Capo Keiko, or Capo Keiko is uh, a right winger. And uh, Kreider's a left winger, and our Zabinijad, who had 72 points last year. Oh, my God, year, that line. That would Come be, on. That'd be a really good line. And I'm like, then they're talking about trading Kreider, and I'm like, why? He's, you know, he's almost got to his 30-goal season last year. Now he has two really good players next to him. Give him a chance. Don't trade Kreider, please. Don't trade and, and And then you add Truba to the mix. Yeah, I know. And then, so Truba's not going to play with, like, a Shattenkirk, because he, he's apparently really good friends with Brady Shea who is a Ranger defenseman. So it's probably going to be Truba and Shea. And then you have Shattenkirk and a new guy that Rangers got from Carolina, who no one's really talking about, last name Fox, who is a young but very good player. And the Rangers picked him up, too, for almost nothing. They've been wheeling and dealing. I'm really excited. We're in for a good season. I Well, it, it's, I know, we'll it's exciting to see that they're they're doing more moves. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, it really is I'll, fun to see. I want them to be good again, Dan. I don't like them when they're the second worst team in the NHL. I really don't. Uh, the last thing I got to say in terms of final thoughts is kudos to the women for making it uh, – Something that they can finally talk about. Hell yeah! Uh, with with the women's World Cup because they deserve the recognition. Like we talked about a couple episodes ago, yeah. is that they're as fired up as the men are. Yeah, if no, not more. They're so. They're more fired up. You know, absolutely. Just so you know, because you're not the biggest soccer fan in the world, there is a men's U.S. competition going on. The Gold Cup. The cup for North and South America is ongoing, and the U.S. Isn't that the conca- CONCAF? Is that yeah, that something like that. Yeah, it's a weird thing. But like, I purposely haven't brought this up because I don't want to talk about it because the U.S. team stinks. I rather spend time to talk about the successful women's World Cup team. I'm not going to talk about the men's team because they get all the coverage and they get none of the wins. So f that. 
stick with the women. Absolutely. Um, so hope hope the women do well. And as a, a women's player said, I believe it was Ali Rapino or what was, what was her name? Something Rapino. Yeah, Rapino. Megan. Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino. Um, said that the game against France is the game we've been waiting for. Oh, yeah. And I hope it's a circus. Oh, is that she what said. she said? Is that what the, the mm-hmm. comment you alluded to earlier? That, wow. That is the comment I alluded to. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. If you get a chance to see it, uh I, re- it's Friday evening. Friday uh, afternoon. Friday afternoon, because it's in France, so it's a six hour six hours ahead. So just tape it. I think it's like a two o'clock or one o'clock probably, or something. It's but probably tape it's either it. twelve or three. I think the games have been running. So something like that. But record it and watch it, because it'll be a good game. It's going to be fantastic. So uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Tom, always a pleasure, as always. Same. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ride the Pine Pod. Make sure to also continue to check out our merchandise on TeePublic. Our links are both on Twitter and on Instagram. And I believe on Facebook. Did we put them on there as well? Uh, Probably. <laughs> if not, I'll put Question it up. Mark? <laughs> if not, I'll put it up. Um, and yeah, can, can thank you again for the continued support. We, we love, um, how much, how interested you guys are getting in the show. It's, it's really fantastic yeah, to see the show growing. Good growth in the past couple of weeks. So thank you. Yes, we do appreciate it. And until next time, we will talk to you all soon. So also, have a great uh, night well, and you, a great week. You know what? Before, uh-huh. yeah, um, uh, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Why do melons have weddings? Oh, God, why? I don't know. Because they cantaloupe. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> if you do this to me every week, every I'm going to be upset. I got a list. Oh, you're the worst. You're the absolute worst. I got worst. 300 dad jokes ready to go. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. Oh, my God. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs> and happy 4th of July. Oh, yeah. Everybody, because the fourth will come out after this episode oh, yeah. comes up. But happy for early fourth, everybody. Yeah. So take care, everybody. Bye.